welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we're joined by Dominic Toninato, the Winnipeg Jets forward, who just signed a new two-year deal. We'll also talk to Sean Reynolds covering the Stanley Cup final because Montreal's not dead yet. It's all coming up on the podcast. Talk to the man who signed a contract with the Winnipeg Jets today for a two-year deal. That is Dominic Toninato who joins us tonight. Dominic, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing well. Where are you calling in from tonight? Uh, I'm at home in Maple Grove, Minnesota. And how are things in Minnesota? Uh, hot. Very, very hot right now. Um, luckily, we were up at the lake this last weekend uh, celebrating the 4th of July, so that, that helped a bit, but, but very hot. <laughs> so you're getting the heat that we had. It was uh, stifling about two or three days ago, so I think we sent it to you. Yeah, that's typically how it works. So uh, how have you been enjoying your off season so far? Uh, it's been good. It's been good. It was definitely unique uh, getting back home so so late into summer, but uh, it's been good, good so far. Have you been keeping track of the playoffs after you were eliminated? Is that something you normally do, or once your team is done, you're done paying attention? Uh, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of guys uh, typically don't like watching it, um, especially after after losing. But um, I actually, I actually enjoy watching the playoffs, so I've been uh, I've been keeping pretty good tabs on it. And do you have? Do you care who wins? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't care at all. Okay. So, are you, no. so if if you got friends or, or people that you cross paths with before, you might say you hope you them do they do well. But ultimately, you're just kind of watching because you like hockey. Yeah, exactly, exactly. If I had some some close buddies on the team, then I'd I you'd want to see them succeed. But uh, yeah, just enjoy uh, enjoy good playoff hockey. So why did you uh, want to come back to Winnipeg for a couple more years? I liked it a lot up there. Um, I loved everything about it. Um, the staff, the the rink, the guys, the city. I know I didn't get to enjoy the fans. Um, they got incredible fans up there. So uh, looking forward to get, get the fans back in and enjoying that part as well. How would you classify your season as a whole you only played in three regular season games you got into some playoff games and you played a few with the moose but as a whole was it a season that was really kind of just over the overarching thing for you was uh, dealing with your illness at the start of the year yeah i mean obviously it was it was a super tough year and, and not exactly how i drew it up or wanted it to go but um, I tried making the most out of it. You got to just try and stay positive and, and do what you can. You definitely don't want to be a distraction to the team uh, when you're not playing. So, just I uh, went to the rink every day, tried working hard, and uh, got to work on some things you typically don't get to work on, and during the season. So, I uh, just tried to make the most of of what I had. It's a unique season for sure because this is the one year there is a taxi squad, and so yeah. you're you're part of that for a lot of the year. Was there a bond amongst the guys that were, were part of that unit for most of the year? Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, without those guys, it would have been a lot tougher. Uh, we had a, we had a really close group of guys, and uh, we had a lot of a lot of fun with it, and, and joked around with each other, and um, just tried just tried to have as much fun as we could with it. How much are you looking forward to having a normal season in the fall? <laughs> oh, it's going to be awesome. Um, 
I mean, it was definitely definitely fun playing in the the first ever All Canadian Division uh, last year. But it's fun to see see other teams and and travel around the countries. And also, I'm sure for you as as a new member of this team, there's a lot of team building aspects, hanging out, exploring, you know, the things you do to become more of feeling like a part of a team that you really didn't get to do this year, right? Exactly, exactly. That's uh, that's one of the best parts about going out on the road is is being able to go do team meals together, hang out on the on the plane, uh, just all those little things that that you really grow the bond as a team together. And uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to getting back to doing that. What was it like to jump into a playoff game and score in your first one with Winnipeg? <laughs> yeah, first uh, first ever playoff goal too. So. Um, I mean, it was it was special. Uh, couldn't really couldn't really write it up any better than that. So um, I was excited to, to be out there and and uh, just being able to contribute was was awesome. Do you have the puck? Uh, I do not. No, no. Okay. Uh, maybe they still have it up in Winnipeg, or I, I don't know what they did with it. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Sometimes you see the replay; they're grabbing the puck out of the net. I wasn't sure if that was just for. Well, if it was if it was going to to the playoff. Uh, stack or or what it was going to but um i'm sure somebody has it fair enough okay so it is right now as we speak july 6th we don't really know when the next season will start because the current season is still on later than it's ever been but i guess last last year was even later because it ended in september but what does the rest of the off season look like for you uh just training and and skating um just doing what i can uh off and on the ice and then just enjoying being back home in in minnesota uh golfing and big big golfer so doing stuff like that just and seeing family and friends as much as you can and that's something that you probably couldn't really do for a long time right exactly exactly yeah it was uh it's been a while Uh, i hadn't seen him for a while so it's it's always good to see him and catch up how many rounds do you play in a week (laughs) <laughs> uh, I used to play a lot more. It's it's kind of slowed down a little bit, but I, I'd say I'm good for two to three three a week now. Okay, and how good are you? Um, I'm all right. I can uh, I can whack the ball around. <laughs> okay, I guess that's another thing that you could you know do with your teammates is is golf because I know a lot of yeah, the guys up exactly. here do that too. Yep, yep, a lot of golfers on the team. What's the golf scene like where you are? Uh, golf's great down here. Um, actually was just up in Brainerd, Minnesota, uh, last week with a bunch of buddies and, um, we played a couple of really nice courses up there. So, um, I mean, there's great courses all over the state. Now, since you are from Minnesota, I have to ask you if you're a Vikings fan or not. Oh yeah. Huge Vikings fan. Okay, good. I am also a Vikings fan, unfortunately. And I, I'm, I like you, have seen very little in terms of uh, success for the team. I'm, I'm two it's years older of, than you. And, uh, yep, yep. Uh, there was, you know, the Minneapolis Miracle was awesome, and that's about it. Um, in, terms of, <laughs> in terms of that fandom, I know there are other guys from Minnesota. Uh, Blake Wheeler, uh, namely, I know he's a big Vikings fan. Is that mm-hmm. something that you – you guys have been able to to bond over or did the season start too late that the Vikings were kind of a non-factor by the time the season got going? 
<laughs> I definitely think we'll uh, we'll definitely be able to bond a lot more this year. Um, definitely with our season starting up as as theirs do, so we'll be getting back right as they're going. Um, I know we got a lot of mini guys on the team, um, so hopefully we can have a, a good little Vikings group there. Do you think they're going to be successful this season? Uh, that's what we say every year, right? It's our year. <laughs> well, it's just as long <laughs> until as the, Aaron, until the heartbreak. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is if he gets traded out of the division, it's all it's the Vikings all the way, right? Uh, yeah, no, I honestly, I, I honestly think uh, the Vikes are, are going to have a great year. Um, obviously, we had a lot of injury on the defensive side last year, so we we struggled with that, but. Uh, we got all those guys back. Had some some pretty good signings, I thought, in free agency. So, I think uh, I think they definitely have a team to make a run. And finally, your thoughts on Kirk Cousins as a quarterback? <laughs> I like Kirk. Uh, I I don't know it's tough. Do I think he can win us a Super Bowl? That's still to be determined. But uh, I don't mind Kirk. He's he's a good player. <laughs> That's the perfect answer. <laughs> hey, you know what? He's a nice guy. He's decent. Are we ever? We're going to go ten and six, or 10, now there's seventeen games, ten and seven. Oh, maybe, and he'll do something stupid and cost yeah. them a huge game. You know, the Kirk Cousins experience. He's okay. Well, that's the thing. I mean, he shows glimpses of of being really good, and then sometimes he he's not so good. But um, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. Well, hopefully the Vikings can win a Super Bowl in our lifetime, and we'll see what the Jets can do as well starting in the fall. Dominic, appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for this, and congrats on the new deal. Awesome. Thank you. As Dominic Toninato calling in from Minnesota. Thank you for allowing us to indulge, and apologies to those out there that don't like the Vikings for us having a three-minute nerd fest on the Minnesota Vikings. Anyway. The Habs, who are still going, they're into Tampa now to take on the Lightning Game 5 tomorrow night. For more on this, we are joined by our friend Sean Reynolds, who's covering the series for Sportsnet. How are you doing tonight, Sean? I'm doing great, Christian. How are you? I'm doing well. I take it you're still in Montreal? Oh, yeah. I'm enjoying uh, a rare day off these playoffs. Beautiful city of Montreal, great weather, great food. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it's, uh, hey, if the Canadians want to keep this going and I can keep eating like this, my waistline doesn't like it, but every other part of me does. That's awesome. So let's start with last night. It kind of felt like the prototypical Habs win for a lot of this playoffs where perhaps they were outplayed. The expected goals were very much tilted in Tampa's favor, but the penalty kill was great and Carey Price was the best player on the ice. Yeah, yeah, clearly the deserve to win O-meter was pointing towards the Tampa Bay Lightning in that game. But, you know, I think the Montreal Canadiens will take it. They felt that they were the best team in game two of this series and didn't win it. And, I mean, that's what the playoffs are all about. That's what being a good team is all about, is finding a way to win, uh, you know, even though you may not uh, be the better team in that game. I think if you're the Canadians, you walk away from that team with, or away from that game with a lot of confidence, despite the fact that maybe you weren't the best team. I think the two goals that they gave to the Tampa Bay Lightning were fairly. Uh-oh. I think we lost Sean. Oh, no. Right mid of mid thought there. Sean Reynolds of Sportsnet. He is in Montreal and he was praising them too. So I don't know why the connection would have been, uh, 
cut out there, but we'll try to get him back on in uh, just a moment. Again, Sean Reynolds joining us from Montreal, where it's a lot nicer than it is in Tampa Bay, and they're dealing with a tropical storm, Elsa, that's come in. Uh, they've brought in a lot of the outdoor banners and stuff that the city had up for the lightning. They've had a ton of outdoor parties. You've, you've seen the scenes in Montreal with all the people outside. There's a, It's not quite probably what it was in Montreal, but certainly a lot of people were watching outside in Tampa Bay. But... Uh, nonetheless, we're going to try to get Sean back on. In the meantime, we do have a lot of clips for you that we can uh, play from the Habs and the Tampa Bay Lightning availabilities today. We'll start with Montreal. And Dominic Ducharme, head coach of the squad, was asked today why he thinks their forecheck last night was better than in games past. Well, there are a few things. I think uh, spotting the pucks in, in the right areas. Uh, gathering speed in the neutral zone, uh, having numbers on top of the puck. So a few things like that, that uh, we did better. And obviously, even I think that uh, there's a, there are still room for uh, improvement and uh, we'll be better tomorrow. And Ducharme was asked how fitting it is that after this really hard and testing and obstacle-filled season, they've had the COVID issues. They're flying into a little, well, not quite a hurricane, but a literal storm in Tampa. Yeah, there's no surprise anymore. I, I think uh, anything that happened right now uh, and for a while, we just take it and look at it and say it's probably part of our destiny. Uh, it's been uh, it's been crazy, uh, but uh, we're a crazy bunch of guys there. In here, and uh, we're going to take that challenge. Crazy bunch of guys in here. We've reconnected with Sean Reynolds. We decided to call him. It's okay. We got him either way. Sorry about that, Sean. But uh, no problem. Just just looking at the situation for Montreal, it's been so rare that we've seen teams come from 3-0 down. I don't think Montreal is the team to do it. But if they are to be that team, what do you think they have going for them that would maybe allow them at least to get back home for a game six? Well, I'm not even sure if they're not the team to do it. I think Tampa is the team that you don't do it against. I mean, we talked about that game last night. I think if you play that same game, you know, three times over, Tampa wins two, if not three of those games, right? But I'll I'll say this. The one thing that I thought about the Canadians is it was closer to the blueprint we've seen bring them success in the past. So I think they can feel good about that. Uh, Part of that was... I mean, I started watching that game, and Braden Point looked like he was set on taking that game over early, which he's done so often in these playoffs and in playoffs past. And I do think that the Montreal Canadiens maybe didn't steal his will, but they started kind of pounding on him with those big defenses and the four Clyde sales, as they like to call them in Montreal, pounding on him and Kucherov, and not necessarily stealing their will, but I think kind of pounding down their effectiveness. And I think the more the series goes on, the more that may become a factor. And I think the Canadians right now are excited to see if they can play like that, what the turn in the series might be if those players start getting made to feel a little uncomfortable because they didn't look uncomfortable at all in the first three games of the series. Tampa looked like they were having their way. And even last night, I thought that they were playing that game for the most part on their terms except in the way that the Montreal Canadiens were leaning on those players. And if they can continue to lean on them 
and pull off a win uh, tomorrow night when they play. I'm wondering if, you know, maybe there isn't the feeling of what we saw, you know, with the, the Toronto Maple Leafs in the first round, what we saw with Vegas in the third round was that the Montreal Canadiens, as those series went on, those games started looking more and more like Montreal Canadiens-style games in which they imposed their will. We're not at the stage where the Canadiens have imposed their will on the Tampa Bay Lightning, but I think them hitting those players the way they did in the last game is a precursor to those kind of games. And I'm interested to see if the Canadiens can start tilting it more in their favor in Game 5 if they can. And they win that game six, I think, becomes a lot more interesting. And the nerves start to pick up on the Tampa Bay Lightning side. Well, you look at all the trends, right? Montreal so good at home in the cup final when facing elimination. When they score first, they win. When Tampa doesn't score first, they lose. Tampa doesn't win in overtime. Montreal always wins in overtime. There's all these things that all came true, basically, in last night's game. But the reality is, and John Cooper pointed this out last night, if they don't hit a few posts, they, they probably lift the cup last night, don't they? Oh, no doubt. But uh, I'd counter by saying, you know, Cole Caulfield had a really good uh, scoring chance in the post that he'd hit earlier on. And, you know, the bounces uh, definitely lined up for the Montreal Canadiens last night. But I don't think, and they definitely believed that the bounces weren't going their way in the three previous games of that series. So if you talk to the Montreal Canadiens, they think it's the hockey gods that were getting them, you know, getting that situation back. And I believe one of the players said, well, hey, they had five power plays in that game, uh, and we survived those five power plays. Those power plays happen, and, you know, one of those posts that you're talking about is Braden Point on the power play. You know, those bounces happened while they were on the power play. Uh, you know, maybe if the Montreal Canadiens, they had said, had been given five power plays in that game, maybe it would be us talking about the bounces that didn't go in and us not winning that game handily. So the Canadians aren't buying into that storyline, uh, you know, and here Tampa is talking about not getting their bounces. It was the Canadians talking about not getting their bounces uh, in the three games before. I'm starting to sense a pattern here in that when you lose a game, you sure love to talk about the things that didn't go your way and not the things that did go your way. Either way, uh, the Canadians got it done. That's as simple as it gets. Uh, and that's at this stage... The only thing that matters with either of these teams is the guys who get it done. Forget about the balances. It's about the ones that go in. A lot was made last night about the the lineup changes that Dom Ducharme made, and when you're down 3-0 in a series, you might as well change things up. Tyler Toffoli goes to the top line, Josh Anderson to the second line, Jake Evans comes in on the third line, Brett Kulak and Alexander Romanov go in on the blue line. Romanov scores uh, a goal from the point. Josh Anderson scores twice, including the winner. What did you think of the moves last night? Uh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And to be honest, I liked them a lot before the game. No one in the local market here likes the Asperi Kotkaniemi being taken out. But I understand it. To me, those moves are quite simply about getting two defensemen out of the lineup uh, that had not been performing well and seeing if you could get two new guys in and get them motivated. That's what we saw. Uh, Kulak uh, had contributed to the first goal of the game. Romanov scores the second goal of the game. But for me, it was entirely about them trying to get Josh Anderson going, who had been playing really good on that third line, but didn't seem to have anyone complimenting him. You move him up onto that line with Suzuki and Caulfield, who have been phenomenal, and all of a sudden you can see what he's capable of. The other part of it, the one thing that didn't work, because 
Uh, Evans had been absolutely phenomenal, I thought. Never mind the fact that he contributed to the second goal, but those five penalty kills, he was a huge, huge part of that. So he's another guy who really paid off there, maybe more so than anyone else, just in, in maybe a more quiet way. Toffoli didn't really pay off. We didn't see him kind of open things up, but they've bought time for Tyler Toffoli, put him on a top line, that is very good at defending, so they don't have to worry about getting scored on. If he's a guy who can wake up in this series, uh, he, he's the kind of guy who could change the series. So I take a look at those moves that were made. There's five big moves that were affected by him making those changes. Four of them paid off. That's a pretty good batting average. And uh, if you can buy time to get Tyler Toffoli going, that's one of those things that could really change you know, the face of this series. Looking ahead to tomorrow night then, do you let's just put you on the on the hot seat here do you think montreal's gonna win tomorrow well no i i said this uh if they can win one they can win two you know uh i i think there's there's belief in that room right now the one thing i'll say uh and, and i mean i i can say yes christian but like my <laughs> i can tell you right now Let's get this out of the way. My predictions mean absolutely nothing. I don't know how often I'm right or wrong. I'm wrong usually uh, too. So, yeah, so I, I, I mean, I think they can win, but I will say this. The Tampa Bay Lightning, and we talked about it earlier on, the Montreal Canadiens can be as you know tough and resilient a team as you want. The Tampa Bay Lightning are not the kind of team you look at and think that a team can turn things around and make things happen for you four straight games in a series it would take in my mind an immense amount of luck plus really good solid hockey from the montreal Canadiens to pull off this series uh tampa bay is really good to me they are the class of the league you take a look at the teams that they beat on the way to get here florida that was a phenomenal series to watch the carolina hurricanes the new york islanders that was a really really tough stretch for them to get to the Stanley cup final and i'm not saying they made it look easy but they definitely looked really good while doing it no one was ever talking about the tampa bay lightning being tired or beat up they survived with three really good teams to get to this point uh you know no one's injured for the most part other than alex Kalorn. Uh, their goaltender seems to be playing pretty pretty darn good down the stretch here. There's not enough things going wrong for the Tampa Bay Lightning for me to believe that the Montreal Canadiens can get back and win this series. However, the Montreal Canadiens, I think, have a lot of belief. They're going to come out flying in that next game. I could see them winning the next one. Uh, who knows what happens after that? Yeah, as we've seen in the last two 3-0 collapses, a big injury to the team ahead. David Krejci in 2010 and Mark Edward Vlasic in 2014 for the Sharks were big. Just quickly, does it bug you that a lot of people are saying, Tampa Bay salary cap, they're way over the cap. Does that bug you or do you care? Well, the the rules bug me that that is allowed. I I don't look at the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Tampa Bay Lightning in 2015 are the team that was the victim of this. The Chicago Blackhawks in the 2015 Stanley Cup Final were the team that was way over the cap and used cap manipulation to keep a really, really good team together and beat them. Tampa went and talked to the rest of the league and said, we need to change this. And the rest of the league turned their backs on them. So Tampa said, okay, fine. Let's, if we're going to play these games, we're going to go out and we're going to do it better than anyone else. Tampa, I think, is, to be quite honest, is the last team that should take heat for this because they're the only team that tried to have this changed. 
but they decided if they, this were was the rules that the league wanted to play by, they'd play by them and do it better than anyone else. So I say t- hats off to the to the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're playing by the same rules as everybody else. Hats off, tip of the cap. They did salary manipulation, salary cap manipulation better than anyone else. And if the league doesn't like it, if the fan bases don't like it, then they should follow the Tampa Bay Lightning's lead in 2015 and do something about it. Amen, Sean. That's exactly how I feel, too. Thanks for your time, as always. Sorry about the technical issues, and enjoy however many days you have left in Montreal. You bet. Thanks, Christian. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you liked what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing, because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you all the